Hi guys, so today is Thursday and this is 6pm and of course I am here. My name is Olivia Tutu, the podcast butterfly. Welcome to episode 8 of season 3 of Unscripted with Leave. Now today I'm excited because of the person I'm talking to and also because the subject we're about to have a conversation around is a little bit controversial but I feel like it's a must conversate about. Of course, for those of you who don't know her, I'm going to be talking to Mwawangenda, who's a financial advisor and educator, and I'm going to give her this privilege to say everything about her that we don't know about, just for context sake. Mwawa, welcome to Unscripted with Leaves. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Uh Thank you for having me. I'm excited to now give us a brief introduction of who you are and maybe a little bit on how and what made you become a financial advisor and educator. Okay, um, Ish, I feel like that's, um, it could be broad how I answer that question, mm-hmm. but briefly, like you have rightly put it, um, um, I am a banking professional, mm-hmm. um, I specialize in investments, so specifically right now, um, I try to focus on working with high net worth individuals, um, but yeah whoever wants to have a conversation around investing and investing on the capital markets in zambia that's what i do on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. so i work for one of the largest banks here in zambia and then um, in my own personal time which is what i think a lot of people know about me is Mm -hmm. that i teach personal finance education because i really and truly believe that learning how to manage money is one of the most important skills that anyone Mm -hmm. can learn um, outside all of that, I am married to my high school sweetheart. <laughs> oh, I just love how you always find a way of having your husband part of the introduction. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, so I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Um, literally, uh, we started dating when we were in grade 11 and here we are Oh my today. God! <laughs> Um, uh-huh. We have one beautiful daughter together. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Yeah, I think that's it. Would you say you having to work in the investment sector of the bank is what caused you to want to speak about financial literacy or is because of personal issues that you had with your money? Um, so I started, like my interest around personal finance started even before I joined the industry mm-hmm. and then of course I took it very seriously or like went public, created the pages, um, I think that was about six years ago now. Nice. Um, yeah, six years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, my initial job in the industry was as an investment advisor still but only working with offshore investments. Mm-hmm. Then I moved into mainstream banking. Yeah. Um, so banking really, everything, whatever the bank does, yeah. I worked in there. Mm-hmm. Then now I've moved back to investments, now um, onshore investments, so local investments. Um, but the passion to teach personal finance yeah. really came from, I think, personal experiences and just being very observant growing up mm-hmm. um, you know how you have the aunties that are considered rich auntie rich rich yes. <laughs> and then how you have the uncles that are considered irresponsible in the uh-huh. family you know when someone walks in you already know they're coming to ask your, your mom or for money, for money. Mm-hmm. or when someone walks in you know you're going to have a good time yeah. so all those you know um, 
caught my attention and I picked up on so many things. Yeah. Um, I was raised by a single mom. My dad uh, passed on when I was really young. So I would also see how my mom would move with the seasons. She would have a business, stop a business, start a business, um, change jobs and all those things. And I would just see how, you know, the relationship that she had with her finances. Mm-hmm. So that's what really got me intrigued. And just really wondering how there could be such a gap, you know, people doing really well and people struggling. Like oh, yeah. what mm-hmm. What's missing? Mm-hmm. So out of that interest was born and really for me working in the industry is just the dots connecting, like God just leading you to, you know, work around what you're passionate about. Oh, nice. I think the first time I heard of you was 2021 okay. at the these awards when you won financial advisor of the year that was the ngoma awards the um, zikomo awards oh, yes yeah. so i was like oh my god she probably has her finances in check you know mm-hmm. then i followed you up yeah. and i loved the continent ever since then i've been a huge fan so sitting with you here and having this conversation is like oh my god dreams <laughs> are coming true thank you so much yeah. thank you now um we're having a conversation around black tax and black tax is one of the most sensitive topics today when i was coming here i was having a conversation with my boss and i was telling him about black tax and what's that and then i had to break it down i was like oh it's actually a thing like you're having a conversation around this it's quite sensitive but then again it's something that is affecting a lot of us now this whole idea of me having this conversation especially during financial literacy week is because of the many conversations I've had with my friends. And so um, I would like us to speak about it from like a broader perspective, but also having to narrow it down to students especially because I think a lot of us thankfully are having or are being aware of financial independence, financial freedom and just financial literacy in general at a very young age. And so we're trying to move to a space where we can buy ourselves some financial freedom early on in life. But then looking at the fact that black tax is a huge component of our lives, it sort of feels like a rat race. You save up a thousand, they call you at home to say they need A, B, C, D, you remain with the 200 and then you have to do um, a lot of, you have to be responsible for yourself. I think I, I have a, about two or three friends that are working, they have to finance themselves in school and also have to send something home. And so for me that really caught my attention to say, you know what, we might as well speak about it. Um, please take note that we're not talking about black taxes oh my god it's evil it's mm. bad we shouldn't do it but yeah. it's like how can we work Manage. around it like okay yes it's there i have this responsibility to my family how do i work around it how do i um pass on tradition pass on ubuntu but still be able to move forward in my financial journey be able to um you know achieve the dreams i have is it starting to invest and whatnot because i think most of my contacts mm-hmm. are students from unza yeah. and for the most part it's like oh i they because I've, I've started this financial journey so most of them are noticing that and they're like okay i want to do this yeah. but then it's like oh it's hard because no matter how much i track my expenses no matter how much i save up at the end of the day i still have to send something back home and so it feels like i'm working for nothing yeah. so yeah um I don't know, did you ever, while in school, have to pay black tax? No, so my school life um, has been while working, so I've never been a student on campus. Oh. I have never, um, yeah, well, I was a bit on campus for a few 
you maybe a year or so. Mm-hmm. But I started working early. I started working when I was, I think, 18. Nice. Yeah, around 18 or 17, I was already working. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. have, um, I'm the first born, first of all, to add context. I'm the first born in my family. How many are you? We're two. So oh, two girls. Okay. I'm the first born. And like I have already said, I was raised by my mom. Single mom. Um, and yeah, so small family, it's always like the three of us, being the three of us. Mm-hmm. So being the first born, I do feel responsible for um my sister's well-being yeah my mother's well-being my mother put in a lot like you mm-hmm. know just yeah. to, to raise, to raise me um and honestly speaking in my early years of work i struggled with striking that balance myself like mm-hmm. giving and taking care of other people versus taking care of myself and my future mm-hmm. so i remember very well in my first job uh, my first formal job mm-hmm. um, I was privileged enough to work with a boss that cared and yeah. a boss that was equally passionate about financial literacy Nice. so um, my salary I remember very well I think was 800 kwacha or 1000 kwacha mm-hmm. and he sat me down because um, I was complaining about how it's just not enough mm-hmm. it's not working, I can't save, I yeah. can't do anything so he sat me down and we did the whole exercise of where does your money go, write your expenses, track your expenses. Mm-hmm. And I found that a huge chunk of that would go to my lunch and I ate oh. a lot of pizza. <laughs> and then outside food. that, mm-hmm. outside my pizza buying, um, just a small portion of it is what I would, you know, help out with, with home. Yeah. But there would be those times where maybe something happens at home. I remember there was a time the fridge stopped working Mm -hmm. and it was a major expense. Somebody needed to get that working. Mm -hmm. And I complained about that to him. I'm like, so now our fridge is not working. Um, I have to make sure I pay for that. And he told me something. He said, "Um, it's okay to help. Yeah. But you are not lord and savior you can't be lord and savior all the time mm-hmm. god also appoints other people yeah. to help all you have to do is just sit mm. and wait like oh this fridge is not working okay <laughs> and then something yeah. someone something else will come up mm-hmm. to sort that out yeah. so i experimented that uh, when i heard that i thought it was crazy yeah but i tried it out this one time and yeah it worked it mm-hmm. um there was another solution Mm-hmm. that you know got our fridge working again yeah. and i had stable savings like i had savings more than my earnings because now i knew what i was what i was doing mm-hmm. um and then fast forward so this is my first job um the business closed in zambia they decided to relocate mm-hmm. by the time the business was closing yeah. i actually decided i didn't even want to work anymore mm-hmm. i started running my own small business because i had money saved to start a business mm-hmm. i had money saved to keep me going for yeah. a few months before i get another job yeah because i was managing that aspect of it mm-hmm. so how you really manage it as a young person is number one you, you be honest with um, your mm-hmm. parents or your guardians or whatever it is that um, you are responsible for financially. Money is a very sensitive topic. It is. It is. <laughs> and and in the people, beginning, mm-hmm. um, I remember my mom would call me an auditor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom is always saying, you economist. Yes. Like you, you, 
you yes. and your finances but yeah. yeah because there was a point when i'm doing something at home if i buy chickens i don't expect those chickens to be done in three days like let's now manage what we have, we have properly mm-hmm. you can't just leave yeah so there was a time i'll cross check if i do something i'll cross check to say what I gave you, where is it going, yeah. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Not in a disrespectful way because I mean that's my mom, um, I love them, that's my sister and everything like that, but it's just the way it is. You need to account for things. Yeah. So yes, in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not easy mm-hmm. to have these conversations, but you have them. You explain to them, this is what I do and out of these jobs, this, um, gigs I get, I get so much. Yeah. Also, this is where I'm seeing myself. I'm now working towards having 10,000 kwacha in my account. Mm-hmm. So my plan is to save, for every 1,000 I make, I want to save 500. Yeah. So once you have those conversations and you have to repeat yourself. But don't you think they would come at you when something happens? Say because you uh, have yeah, because they'll say they will no, come. No, you at said you. you have this much in yes. your savings, and your sister is not going to school, and you have a peace of mind. You know, there's they like they will come at you. They will mm-hmm. come at you. Trust and believe. <laughs> <laughs> they will come at you. Mm-hmm. But who has the decision to withdraw from your account? Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is the one that whose conscience will be bothered? if your sister is not going to school and you have money, mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So it's also internal work that you do. You now decide at what point am I withdrawing from this account. Yeah. So if you can't live with that decision, then of course your savings will be touched. Yeah. If you can live with it, you move on. Unfortunately, it's a personal thing. Some, some, some people feel bad. Others really like just move on and you know help yeah. what they can. Mm-hmm. Even if someone is in need, sometimes you don't give everything. Yeah. Give partially. You've helped. It's not yeah. like you've just you let them be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you need to really, really strike a balance because what will happen is that you'll be 21, 22, 23, all these years you're giving, 24, 25, you'll be 30 with no savings. Yeah. 30 with very little to show mm-hmm. or anything because you're not managing the daily monies that you're coming into contact with yeah so if you can have um, your family understand what you're doing mm-hmm. and normally it's close family that yes. we deal with yeah it's rarely people that you know you're even scared to talk to yeah. so it's normally a neat close circle um they understand they don't understand it is what it is yeah yeah now you are passionate about fund accounts more from the posts I've been seeing. Uh, and one of the conversations I had with a friend of mine is, um, we believe, I think this is something that most of us should start doing, like having fund accounts for literally everything in our lives, because it will help us be prepared for the next stage, the next step and all that. And one of the things we said is, um, having a fund account, black tax fund account, <laughs> leveled, would sort of help because I think it's not all the time that people get to help at home. It's not like oh, every month, every week you're helping. There are times when you have a lot of money. Yeah, you can just say, okay, um, whatever money is that I have, maybe 20%, 10% is going to go to the black tax so that whoever wants any help from me, I will just get it from that and give it to them. So just briefly explain what 
how fund accounts work and if at all our analogy makes sense <laughs> yeah um first of all the word black tax bothers me <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel sorry. like it has such a negative connotation yeah um which is maybe and it is bad to for for other people to some extent people really don't know how to manage their money okay so we say ubuntu being yes. <laughs> having yes. a part of ubuntu yes yeah. while managing your money well for mm-hmm. yourself for yourself yeah so having different accounts for different purposes is good but um it may not be very realistic especially if you're still a student yeah because i'm assuming if you're a student um you may be working certain jobs but your income may not be very diverse or big enough for you to cut across uh, and different fund accounts. So maybe what you need to start doing first of all is maybe the important things like an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's what would also fit into. Wait, so as a student who has to who is subjected to black tax or the whole idea of Ubuntu. When I'm building my emergency fund, is it just me as an individual or I look at or oh, sometimes my mom asks for ABC to you sometimes and your responsibility. So it, it has to be included. Yes. So if I live on for argument's sake five thousand a month, I should put an extra thousand just in case. Yes. So essentially that's what an emergency fund is. It's you and your financial obligations mm-hmm. and responsibilities. Yeah. So and maybe the other way of looking at it is just not separating yourself from your family and the people you help. Mm-hmm. That is, you've accepted that. So it's sometimes it's not accepting. It's just like, oh, I was this born happened. in this. It happened. Yes. I'll take it up. Yeah. Given so, the chance, a lot of people would just say, you know what, I am done with your peace out. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I mean, you know, family or, or whatever. So you you include your responsibilities mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. I'll give you an example. If I'm um, working towards an emergency fund, I'm going to look at like if I had a car breakdown, mm-hmm. what type of car do I drive? Yeah. What's the cost of a tire on that car mm-hmm. if something happened and I don't have an extra tire? Yeah. So that's how you look at things. Okay, it's four thousand kwacha, so I should be able to foot a four thousand kwacha bill on my car if something happened mm-hmm. so you look at all your responsibilities i'm a parent you know I'd also think about my child my family and everyone else yeah. so you could include um your financial obligations with your relatives yeah or you can even separate it mm-hmm. maybe for starters even just separate it so that you know that if you have 350 kwacha left in your black tax um Court. Yeah. Once that's done, it's done. It's done. Whoever comes needy, yeah. they. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, I think I did something like that. I wanted to have a no spend day, so I was yeah. like, you know, from seventeen hours up until tomorrow, I don't have money. Whatever comes, I don't. I have don't money. have. Yeah. yeah. And you just program your mind like that and say, look, I don't I've have. I've helped where I can. Yes. Yeah. I don't have, and eventually people will believe you, and you will grow financially. Mm-hmm. Some people will be hurt. They'll call you names. Blah blah blah. But you also just have to develop like thick skin, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so if you are left with one thousand kwacha, mm-hmm. you've given three fifty. Yeah. You get another two hundred. When that is done, it's done. It's done. You yeah. have to rebuild that that mm-hmm. fund, unless it's something that's like maybe life or death. You know, you need to help someone. Yeah. Then maybe you can pull out your savings to just assist. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is helpful to have um, separate accounts for different goals. You know, if you want to take a holiday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now, um, you've spoken about first of all having honest money conversations with those you are required to assist, mm-hmm. and also have agreed to say yes you can work around having a fund account that's directly uh, involved with paying black tax whenever the need arises and then there's also the aspect of just growing thick skin like my no is a no i have a friend of mine who always says my no is no like when i say i don't have i don't have i won't have to explain to you now um how easy has it been for you to sort of understand because you started working at a very young age at 17 18 and the responsibility was there how did you manage to catch up for your family's needs and also save up of course you did speak about how you would let things be and just allow nature to take its course sometimes people would come in something would happen and the problem would be solved but with regards to your finances did you ever find yourself taking away from what you had already saved yes especially in the beginning of my journey um um i struggled like i'll build up a pot of money then i have to start all over again build up start all over again eventually you learn how to set goals how to stick to the goals so setting goals is easy anyone can take a pen paper and you know just list down all the beautiful things you want to achieve Mm The work comes in in making it happen, Ush. making it a reality. <laughs> that's a whole yes. story. That's where the juices. That's where the work comes in. So eventually, you do learn to say, if I get to five thousand kwacha, I want to buy this or I want to do this, and you actually do it. Mm-hmm. So it takes time, um, and also just give yourself grace sometimes. Yeah, I feel like also the. The type of society we're living in now, it's like microwave. We are young, we are driven, like <laughs> Quick we and want snappy. Yes, mm. like we just want to achieve, we want to be there. Yeah. So sometimes give yourself grace if you have failed or you have fallen. Give yourself grace, pick yourself up and start again. Eventually you learn how to stick to your goals because mm-hmm. your goals as you grow become very meaningful to you. Yeah. Very, very meaningful mm-hmm. to you. So, yes, there were times I would fall, get back up, start all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, I learned mm-hmm. that this is how I want to structure my life and this is what I'm working towards. Yeah. So, you do learn with time. The, the key is to learn. If you're not learning, then there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> this year's theme for Financial Literacy Week is Build your future, be money smart. What's your interpretation of the theme, especially in relation to us young people who are trying to be money smart, <laughs> who are trying to build a future? Because I think it's speaking more to us, the younger generation, like how do you move from where you are to where you want to be, especially with black tax on the rise? <laughs> um, my personal interpretation is this is just how I love to live my life actually and maybe I have put it out there in a few posts mm-hmm. just do and achieve what matters most to you Yeah. Um, you have youth on your side it's the best gift mm-hmm. you have time, you have youth on your side that's your 
um, biggest asset right now. Yeah. So imagine if you could put your time, money, energy, and effort to the things that actually matter to you to build the future that you want. Yeah. Then in the next like 10, even just five years, mm-hmm. um, you'll be able to see a difference. When I was younger, um, I had a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, and we used to tell each other, in five years, we will see who's, yeah. <laughs> who's actually doing something mm-hmm. or who's just posting, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it does show mm-hmm. five years down the line, and you can, you can see yeah. um, who's doing meaningful things and who's not. So it's all about doing and achieving what matters most to you. Right now, um, we're living in an era where there's a lot of information on investing, there's a lot of information on money, mm-hmm. a lot of opinions are being thrown around, yeah. some without context, yeah. um, but it's up to you at, as an individual mm-hmm. to dig further into everything that you're listening to, that you're consuming, create context for yourself, and then realistically sit with yourself Mm. come down and decide which one are you actually working towards now mm-hmm. like what is it are you investing mm-hmm. are you building a saving pot what i what type of investments are you doing what 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 is it for you is mm-hmm. it buying property is it buying stock yeah unit trust like what is it that you're doing now then focus on that one thing build on it then start um building more things from there don't, um, you know, learn the information, learn the knowledge, yeah. but learn how to apply it for yourself uniquely. Yeah, totally get you. Now, the other thing is looking at the fact that we, being money smart is different for different people. What are some of the things that you would say makes one person be money smart? Because I think for me, I don't know if I read it somewhere or I heard it from someone. Most of the times, um, people say your what you spend on depicts your values in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of young people are living the life. Chicago's every Saturday, shiny shiny. Mm-hmm. So now, and of course, quite There's frankly, I read today. <laughs> we've seen a lot of social media is there and so a lot of influencers are going out having a good time and whatnot and so how do you sort of balance up that the the thing i read is life is short perform (laughs) (laughs) life is short perform perform yeah and that's true i mean also we're living in a time where people are very highly opinionated people Mm -hmm. are confident yeah they'll decide i'll live my life they want to live my life and yolo you only live once Yes, and really, um, the bottom line is that it is your life. Mm-hmm. You make the decisions. Yeah. Um, whether or not the quality of decisions you are making is correct, the future yeah. will tell. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to follow influencers, mm. check yourself first. Yeah. Can you really afford to live such a life? If you can't buy it twice, don't buy it. Yes, <laughs> can you really afford to live such a life yeah. realistically? You don't even know what those people do. What yeah. they earn. Most of the time, we, we see glamorous life without context, without detail, without background stories. Yeah. But you want to, you know, copy and paste that life. Yeah. So strike a balance to how you are youthful and you know, being merry and enjoying, you know, your youth. Yeah. 
and also how you are building your future beyond your, the days of your youth. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with having fun. And eating out. Eating out, <laughs> um, you know, buying good hair, yeah. you, know, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It's only wrong if it's to your detriment, mm-hmm. if it's not mm-hmm. serving um, a purpose. If it's just for that Instagram picture, mm-hmm. then ish, don't do it wrong. Yeah. yeah. I remember last week, I, w- I walked into a store and I found a dress that was worth 1800 it was very nice yeah and i was like i i was literally convincing myself i can wear this at an event yes like seeing all the places yeah yeah, yeah. and then i went back to the room at school and then i told my friends like "Hmm, you want to buy a dress with 1800 yeah can you buy it twice with the money you have and i realized to say i was putting pressure on myself i was like you know what because i'm having something on sunday so i was like you know what i'll just find something that's affordable and within my means and so that makes sense now before i let you go my last question probably my second last um i'm going to say our parents because i feel like my mom also has this mentality yeah but also parents before us have this notion of having um kids as their retirement plan I don't think a lot of parents, especially those that are aware in informal employment, did think of, oh, let me invest in ABCD so that when I retire, mm-hmm. I'll have shani shani. So now if that has happened already, we're taking up responsibility. What do you think is that one thing that we should do differently to not put the burden on our kids? Build our future. Is <laughs> <laughs> the one thing we can do. Yeah. Build our future and also um, start our children somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, even in the Bible, it talks yeah. about living inheritance. Inheritance, yeah. Yeah. So just be, if you're a parent or planning to be a parent someday, you should know that it's a responsibility that you're carrying, a, a life mm-hmm. you're responsible for. Yeah. To raise properly, um, to live in an inheritance for, yeah. to live a legacy for. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, just making the right decisions. Sometimes it's just about maybe even putting aside the minimum you can. Yeah. If it's 100 kwacha, yeah. you're still young. Mm-hmm. Build that 100 kwacha. When your income increases, increase on that 100 kwacha. Yeah. Don't rush anything. Mm-hmm. If it's 500 kwacha, you can start with start with 500 kwacha. Don't, you know, get into very deep the calculations, the blah, blah, blah. Of course, understand where you're putting it and what you're doing, but get the habit started. When your income increases, review your plan. Mm-hmm. You know, things like retirement planning are cheaper when you're young. Mm-hmm. The older you get, the more expensive it becomes for you to plan because you're heading towards your retirement age. Yeah. So if you take time, it becomes a steeper slope to, to climb. Mm-hmm. If you start early, easy, easy, easy. It's like even yeah. things like insurance, taking on an insurance policy, the younger you are, the cheaper it is. Mm-hmm. The older you get, the more expensive it becomes. So the one thing we can do right is build our future first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, children are not a retirement plan. And then also build a future for your children. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents that we are, you know, helping here and there, also empower them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you've seen your, your mom, your guardian, your dad is good at something, help them. You're more, you know, um, exposed. Mm-hmm. Could they monetize that skill? Could mm-hmm. they start a little small business? Yeah. Have, you know, this economic 
um, conversation, stimulate a good conversation. If it's a business that you can help manage, yeah. maybe your parents have failed at it, but you see how it could work, get into it. Mm-hmm. So, so that you're also, um, you know, helping them not, not be very dependent on you. Because then that's where the burden falls in and the words of black ducks come up. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. Now, before I let you go, what are your final words? No, no, no. Before we go to the final words, if at all students want to start investing and you are into investment, can they come to you? How are your rates? I think I've never asked you this. <laughs> yes, they can. Um, I don't put it out there much because um, there's a time I used to put out... You know, come, let's chat, blah blah blah. But people waste time. Um, people so, waste time. and there's nothing more expensive than time. Than time and yes. I hate my time being wasted. Mm-hmm. So I am happy to talk to people that are serious about getting started. Yeah. Like don't come to me just because you want to start a conversation mm-hmm. or so that you on your own feel like you've done something meaningful and yet you're not acting on the things that um, we spoke about yeah so yeah I'm do you do per session do you do classes yeah i do classes um you may have seen the seven day online money oh, yeah. master class mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that one is really cheap i um, attended that one yes mm-hmm. and we do have like a lot of students that come yeah but it's really for everyone um last year and the other year i think we ran it at 100 kwacha this year may be different but it will still be very affordable um so yeah, I do classes. I also do money conversations with Moaba. Um, mm-hmm. I like to do it over breakfast. Um, I um, what I don't do maybe is mentoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentor people. Like maybe if we chat like this and you pick up something. Yeah. Um, I don't have a mentorship plan yet because I. I like to commit fully to something and right now my life the way it's structured i don't have time to, <laughs> to mentor but i'm really open about conversations uh, i try to respond to every dm or message i may take time but i try because i work in the investment space mm-hmm. i don't charge you for investment advice do you this get to why my time is very important like the charge is my time so I don't charge you for investment advice. What I'll charge you for is personal finance help. So if you can't do a budget, you can't understand your money, mm-hmm. um, you don't understand certain terms, that yes, I'll charge you. But just to guide you on where and how to invest, I will not. Ah, okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming through. We've come to the end of this episode. Any last words? Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, last words. Ish. It's possible to really like... Um, build a life for yourself even if it's slowly mm-hmm. while you are helping people yeah. if you can just master the fundamentals of how you manage your money mm-hmm. um, you know separate your finances this is for giving this is for ABC this is for me and being disciplined yes and being disciplined sometimes it's okay to say you know read the situation don't always feel pressure to dig into your into your pocket yeah. So you may say, oh, but these are the circumstances that I found myself in ABCD. The power to say no is still with you. You're, so the, one read, with, yes. you're the one who is withdrawing at yes. the end of the day. So read the situation, mm-hmm. have the conversation. Yeah. 
but it's possible bit by bit. I pay my own school fees. I've nice. been doing it for the longest time. It could be an excuse to say, oh no, because um, you know, I couldn't afford it or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, because I'm helping or I'm doing what. Mm-hmm. But I know my limits. I know helping is this much. Um, this is this much. Personal you know. development, yes. financial Birthdays yeah. are this much. Kitchen parties are this much. Even things like baby showers. Mm-hmm. So I started off with just programming my mind. If someone is having a baby shower, I buy the same thing. Because mm. I already know it's how much it is, where I'll find it. I don't go crazy yeah. looking for things and mm-hmm. overspending. Yeah. If it's a birthday party, obviously if you're close to me, it matters. I'll find something you like. But I know my limit in terms of how I'll spend yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. And that's all. So don't rush. We have youth on our side. If Yay. you're under 30, <laughs> if you're 30, you may be panicking a bit. If you're over 30, you may be panicking a bit, but you still have time to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been unscripted with Liv. And of course, I hope you sipped on some good cup of coffee, tea, water, juice, or whatever beverage best suits your needs. Now, this episode was brought to you for us to celebrate Women's Month as well as Financial Literacy Week. And as I go, I'm going to say this. I don't want to be known for what I'm against. I want to be known for what I'm for. And I am for people regardless of who you are. I love you, but God loves you more. See you next week. Bye.